to a conversation with Corner Church. <laughs> We're talking about Acts, Peter, and Cornelius. Is this a competition to wait? See, See who's who's longer. I lost. Or won. I won. No, you lost. <clears throat> hey, we had a United service last week. It was great. It was, great. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good day. They're my favorite. We had uh, 600 people have watched that kids video online. I know. It's crazy. Thank Rachel has watched it 480 <laughs> times. I love it so much. I just watch it over and over watch again. Watch it to sleep every night. <laughs> what, what movie have you seen the most? Most? Probably movie? when Harry met Sally. Really? Yeah, I love that movie. Can you guess mine? There's only one movie that I've watched multiple times. Die Hard. And it was the first movie I ever owned. The Passion. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. Uh, Shawshank Shawshank Redemption. No. No. This is the first physical movie my parents ever got me. The platform. No idea. Independence Day. Oh. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. That's the only movie you've watched multiple times. No, no, no. It's the movie I've watched the most. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's probably one of the... I don't know if there's many movies I've watched more than once. It's a probably a very short list. Yeah. I, I can't think... actually think of a single other movie I've watched more than once. Ever? Ever. Hmm. I'm not a rewatcher. I don't like rewatching. Mm-hmm. I already saw it. Why would I see it again? Do you watch your movies at 1.8 speed, too? I wish. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh... Uh... Let's go to a movie. Hey, could you, uh, yelling up at the booth, could you put it at 1.8, please? Mm. You probably could. There you go. I definitely have a set of Christmas movies I watch every year. Mm. Yeah, I don't do Christmas movies. Oh my gosh. So people get very excited about the Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh, my mom has a Christmas movie she watches while she takes down the Christmas tree. Takes Uh, down the uh, Christmas tree. It's over. I don't even know if it's a, it's not a Christmas movie. It takes place during Christmas in the movie. Die Have hard. you ever seen no? <laughs> Have you seen Remember Me? The song sounds sad. It's a sad song. Essentially, this lady loses her husband, and then the guy gets a heart transplant into a oh, new guy. Is it like mini And then they start dating, and then somehow they find out, and it's really weird and awkward. Is she still? Your yeah. mom wants to watch that while taking down the tree. I think she it's while she takes down or puts it up. It's one of those two. And I used to help her. There are so tears I've rolling watched. down her cheeks. It's a really <laughs> cute movie. Does, does isn't that believe? Mini Driver? Isn't that one? I don't know what that I is. I think it is. Oh, he doesn't know what that is? It's a, is that a person? No, micro, it's a disc. Micro, Overstable. USB. <laughs> it's a mini driver. Uh, I've watched that multiple times. That's probably the second most mo- watched movie ever. I saw Die Hard for the first time just a couple weeks ago. Oh my gosh. That's my oh. stepdad's favorite Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. Well, if you, it depends on who you ask. I can tell why that's... I know why they say that now. I mean, it does mm-hmm. take... It happen just takes Christmas. place at Christmas. That is, yeah. That's not what makes it a Christmas movie, though. So is Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a long Christmas time movie. since I watched Gremlins. Uh, I don't even know what Gremlins is. Oh, man. Or a mini really? driver. They're the cutest little things I have on town. They're terrifying. Don't feed them after midnight or get them Do work. not I'm feed not them after midnight. Anymore. Oh, gosh. Zero food. All right. Oh, I mean, so... I've heard of like a... Before they get... I don't know. When someone says Gremlin, I picture like a they troll go from like the bridge. Cute like that <laughs> to scary like that. Oh. They're yeah. Like, they're I like don't movies. know what that is. 
Yeah, they are like Furbies, and then they're it not. It does look like a Furby. Then they're terrified. Oh, Greg knows what a Furby is. I found something. Mm. Didn't their like, eyes close when you turn them upside down or something? Furbies? They talk to you, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Play with me. My kid yeah. wants Middle of the night. Middle of the night. <laughs> like a that was when, That's that creepy. Talks. That was so recent, but yet... Apparently, technology has advanced enough where they people are so concerned about it stealing from you and mm-hmm. uh, stealing from you. Like China was zooming China. in on you. It was like that was a big conspiracy. Furby. Do you know when Furby was released? Ninety-eight. Yeah, no. and it was only no sold way. until two thousand. I have no idea wow. how I knew that. Yeah, that was a good guess. You, 1998. <laughs> oh, I just had man. a feeling. Just I feeling, channeled it. That's a 90s thing. Feels it is. right. Yeah. It does feel right. Feels creepy. Mm. Yeah, 286 was a pretty good computer in 98. Oh, oh interesting. That's, that's how the speed of the computer, meaning your, our laptops are it, like a thousand times faster. Oh. Apparently the NSA banned Furbies because they might be recording stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> there you go. That's fun. You hear that? <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a Furby, but you can have and that phone directly connected to China. <laughs> China. Oh, man. That has nine cameras on each side. Yeah. Yours only has nine? I don't know. Mm. I can't count. <laughs> the ones that you know of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we're in uh, Book of Acts. Still, we're one third of the way through. <laughs> That's pretty far. Yeah, we're going way quicker than our last series. Yeah, yeah, we and we're about to just like go through a lot at a time. I think. Yeah, it it changes in in its pace here in the next chapters, but so here we are at this moment where uh, culture has. Clean and unclean. Peter, as a follower of Jesus, still has that culture of clean and unclean, and and uh, yeah, they're really being stretched out of that. Did you, Greg? I, did you write a bunch of stuff about that clean unclean stuff? I didn't. No. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> Greg is in capital letters. Yeah. Please I write wanted, about clean and unclean. We're yeah. talking about that a little bit. That that the concept of is clean unclean sin is that what what was the the picture of that? I, it's like sin adjacent, right? Like yeah. <laughs> it sounds like your bad emo band. Sin adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like so yes, sin would make you into an would make you into an unclean state. But there's also, like, really normal stuff. And so I actually think a better way to think about clean and unclean, it's not, like, sin and unsinful or righteous. It's hmm. it's common and sacred is, I think, a better way to determine. And so, like, what was normal in Jewish history, in Jewish theology, uh, Old Testament, you see it all a lot, is normal life. Just the normal things that happen in life are... Yeah can make you this into this unclean state. And in an unclean state, it was really dangerous to be in God's presence in an unclean state. And so the whole temple process was all about becoming clean, becoming um, ritually pure so that you could be in God's presence. 
Um, and so that was like, that was the intention really for Israel, for the whole world. That blessing, to be a blessing to the whole world was to invite people into this clean state so that they could be in God's presence. Then you see Jesus die and things change. God's presence is no longer confounded just to the temple. And so um, this moment is Peter being confronted. He has this vision and it's this moment of him being confronted with what he thought was clean and unclean and what made him uh, be sacred enough to be in pre- the presence of God and having learning this reality that no God, you can't make unclean what God has made clean. And so hmm. then it's quickly followed by the rest of the story where he, Peter goes and does things that typically would make him unclean, but we see actually the opposite happen. Rather than Peter going to these people's houses and becoming unclean, he goes to these houses and God's presence falls on these people. And yeah. it's like the complete opposite of uh, what was traditional in Jewish culture. Mm-hmm. The, the perspective would have even been that um, if, again, it's this it stands in the face of God's um, omniscience, but in order for God to be present at these outsider's house, they would have to become clean and then God would be there. And then Peter shows up and like, which is becoming a theme in Acts, it's that God is actively at work where it's the perspective would be he couldn't at the cost of the people. Mm-hmm. Because if, if God would um, be at work in the hearts and lives and his presence would be with these Gentiles, these Greek people, uh, it would be to their detriment. God's presence, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead they show up and, and here's a here's people that are worshiping, that are sacrificing for uh, meeting needs of the poor, the impoverished, are doing godly things. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it goes from this, you have to go become Jewish, practice Jewish tradition to be able to be in the presence of God, to Peter having this realization that no, God's presence is already ahead. Yep. And like for me, that's like, for me, that's the biggest takeaway is this realization, not that it's, I don't think it's, I don't think the story is even really about like, what type of people do you not want to associate with because yeah. you view them wrong? I think it's more just this realization that God's presence is already ahead of me and at work in people's lives. And like Peter going, he doesn't even finish his spiel and these people are, are, are like the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Yeah. Like it's this, yeah. like, no, 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 Peter's I'm not done. Really doing I'm not it. done. Yeah. Yeah, I do think, so Acts is the living out of the Great Commission, which we see in one eight. We also see in the end of Matthew, but there's huge, it's not just semantic. When you see the living out of the Great Commission is that you are to go and bring Christ everywhere, as opposed to Christ is everywhere, mm-hmm. you should go. And yeah. that, that cha- that's a very different worldview. Mm-hmm. And it changes how you treat people, and it changes how you see God, and it changes how you see yourself. Yeah, and I think it's so beautiful that this process is shared, like Peter's process here is shared, because I think for us, it's really easy. Like, I understand Peter's perspective of, like, I have this thing, I have a connection with God, I want to share that with other people, like, let me go and bring it. And it's this whole story is, like, God saying, no, dude, like, it's already happening, your job is to, to recognize it and help it and be a part of it. Yeah. Richie, you've talked some about... Ready, I'm just ready, just going to rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> <laughs> but you've talked about just some of the challenge of being... It's so easy to be judgmental. Mm-hmm. And 
you are probably the least judgmental person in the room and known, but it's still incredibly hard. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean... Not probably, definitely. Yeah. Oh no, Rich made have me beat. <laughs> I was judging everybody in the room and determined. <laughs> but, I mean, how do you... Just seeing God's belief in people is tough. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, how do, you work, how do you work through that? How do I work through that? I think, well, I think it's hard because it really is easy to see through things through my perspective instead of seeing it through God's perspective and yeah. I feel like That's yeah like it's it's a shift in my mind because there are things like just some things we've even talked about recently in my life with just some family stuff and it's like hard for me to hard for me to like take myself out and go okay like God is working through or God can work through this person or God is like he sees this person differently than I see this person and I don't know. It's um like it really I do feel like there's such a huge part of me that has to like shut down my brain almost. Like not shut it down but like, <laughs> but like stop thinking in my perspective because I am judgmental. Like I do feel like I have like I get frustrated about dumb stuff. I get frustrated about things and um and just going, okay, like this is not so much about me. This isn't about what I think about this person. This isn't about the dumb things that someone does that makes me mad or whatever. Like, it's just so much bigger than what, who I am. And that's, but the, that, I don't know. All those things shift. are words that were happening in Peter. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like with Peter, like something I see in Acts and I'm grateful for is that the change in him, the change that God's trying to do in him is like, it's such a, an onion where there's just like layers and layers and layers. And it's not like he just rips it all off at once and says, all right, here you go. You're like just supposed to go to the Greek's house now, but there's like, you know, Jesus coming and Jesus dying and the, the temple being ripped. And then realizing the temple being ripped, not the temple, you know what I mean? Curtain. Curtain, thank you. The temple being, curtain being ripped and then the Holy Spirit coming and Stephen realizing that God is everywhere and and now we're going to the Greek's house. It's like, it wasn't just a moment. I don't he know just, if it's like, if it's real, like if it's me or the real story, but like I imagine that moment where Peter goes into the house and the first thing he says is like, I'm not supposed to be. I'm, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not supposed like, to be. Right now. Yeah, I feel like he's so uncomfortable yeah. Yeah, that he's like, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. This is so outside of my normal and mm-hmm. like I love being like I love this story because it's so inviting mm-hmm. into that yeah. process. Because like yep. so often I feel like Christianity is about like being done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is yeah. who you're supposed to be. Yeah. But like this is totally Peter like I don't yeah. really, he doesn't understand his vision at first. Mm-hmm. He goes to his house. He's like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. It's well, great. I keep seeing like Peter has, like there's this, Peter has to do things in threes. Like he denies Jesus three times. The rooster crows three times. Three people have to, or three animals have to be told that he they're clean and he can eat them. And then he comes to this people. It's like God is patient in these stories. Mm-hmm. Like he's not... Like, I think sometimes, personally, I think God is like, why don't you get this yet? Like, what is wrong with you? Why aren't you there? And I see this story, and I'm like, he's, like, constantly reminding Peter that this is the, like, he's never, it's just, 
it's okay that he has to remind them over and over again. He's not mad about it. I mean, like, we have these conversations all the time, and Scott, you're always like, just, like, we have this document we write in. He's like, just write in the document. And I'm like, you're going to have to be patient and tell me, like, 50 more times before I feel good about writing in the document. And, like, I mean, you're human, so I don't expect you to be as patient as God. <laughs> but, <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> but, like, God in those moments where our insecurities are, like, I feel like Peter has to have some insecurities in this. And he's yeah. he's patient, and he tells it over and over again, and he is okay with that. And I don't know. It makes me have some, <coughs> a little well, bit of hope. <laughs> I mean, it says a lot that uh, nobody was comfortable yeah. in this moment, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uncomfortable because of what was viewed as a, again, a godly prejudice. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's I don't. That's, that's not a good way to put it. Yeah. But there was uh, again clean unclean things happening there, and then, but new. If if you've been treated that way, it changes right. how you see other people. Mm-hmm. And if you've treated other people that way, it changes how you see people. People, and then God in this vision goes, hey. If I've created it, made it clean, which is pointing back to the reality of Christ. So he, his saying, you know, if I've made it clean, it, it's going to the epic reality yeah. of what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. So all things are clean. So if I made it clean, it's clean. Yeah. And uh, and so being clean and clean coming in together in the same room, it was still awkward and awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we were talking about this earlier, just how like... There is this power dynamic in the moment where um, maybe maybe the Greek people had more power in society, but the Jewish people had and the Hebraic people had more power in this moment. Mm-hmm. And when you maybe when you're in a community and you feel like you have less power, you want to like hold tighter to that and yeah. not not give it to the people that you see as having more power. Like yeah. if you see the Greek people as society having more power and then I come in and feel like I have no power here and now I have to give you the little power that I do have which is like clean on clean and seeing people like belonging and including and part of this family like that feels really hard and especially like (laughs) as a woman in ministry like that's a hard moment for me to go okay like yeah. here you go you can have more power over me that's fine you know and see that and just let go of those things like that's painful and that's it's hard to submit to even that like just Hmm. that authority and the change and the shifting of the culture well a couple weeks ago we brought up something that we've talked about several times before is that directionality of of faith in in jesus Mm -hmm. as opposed to the destination yeah view of what it is to have relationship with jesus and you know this broke the destination picture because again this household had a completely different background. Yeah. Completely different perspective, completely different training. And and they found this commonality. Oh, we both love God and now we both mm-hmm. are empowered, saved, transformed by Jesus. Yeah. And they were still radically different. And then then they had to sit in that uncomfortability. Yeah. And so that's why it's just it's such a heavy moment in this text when it says that you know, Paul was there. They were they were reaching out to these Greek people, and it's again, it's you know, Barnabas comes into the picture in there, but the rest were reaching out to the Jews spread out throughout mm-hmm. the region because it was easier. Yeah, 
Way more comfortable. Way more comfortable. They got what was clean and unclean. And mm-hmm. then and then they it's a when you're coming back to tell your great story and then mm-hmm. you get yelled at. What yeah. were you doing there? How is, could you do so yeah. yeah. That is a heavy part of the story. Yeah. Too. It's really um it pulls you into going, okay, like what is when you see Peter doing this and you see him stepping into the uncomfortable, which I think like is something that we have to practice a lot just in life, like unless we're going to become status quo, like we have mm. to be uncomfortable. And it's like where where do you where do we see where do I see God saying, okay, this is uncomfortable, but this is where you need to go, you know, and yeah. and not just go in there and think like I've got the answers, like. He went before I did. Christ is already there. I'm just doing what he's doing. Yeah. I'm following where he's going. This isn't me coming to this situation where I think I know everything. This is, and maybe it is me doing that, but not, that's not what God wants me to do. That's not at all what it should look like. This is saying, I'm following after what you are saying. So let's do that together instead yeah. of just, yeah, staying as, as is. Rich, you've got, as you build, team in Northeast and as you've done for a long time but have brought together large groups of people with different perspectives I mean how do you navigate the I mean it's it's not all about you know we don't have this Gentile non-Gentile mm-hmm. culture but we do have in and out and good and bad and gray area is a mm-hmm. place to stone people and how do you navigate the culture change in that yeah it's uh, I mean it's it's interesting for sure going into, well, even for myself going from a place where I'm building, I was building a team of a bunch of different people from different places, yeah. doing with different mindsets or whatever, into a place that maybe has more different diversity yeah. than yeah. that other place. I, mm-hmm. uh, but really, what what I found and what I think my my previous teams over the past years have felt, I hope is, you know, it comes down to what you do with Jesus. It comes down to how you love people the way he did. And mm-hmm. I think that's what, you know, what we're seeing with Peter and Cornelius, too, is like, yeah. I'm here, it's uncomfortable, but I understand now Jesus did this, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And and that's really that's really what it comes down to, is if you, if you can meet people where they are and you can love people where they are, then they're going to see who Jesus is, or maybe take a step closer in yeah. that that directional model, you know. So yeah. that's that's really interesting in Northeast. Like <laughs> we're we're gonna get in there and we're gonna meet people. We've already been meeting people, and you start having conversations and go, oh, we're on a completely different yep. page of life and mm-hmm. and everything. And the good news is that because Jesus, we don't have to worry about that page yeah Yeah. it's on both sides like that's what i really like you said cornelius is probably uncomfortable too (laughs) it's on both sides everybody's uncomfortable yeah Yeah. well it's uh which is a good challenge to be love and care for people like jesus did and i think peter was invited to do that and he uh in his in this vision there was a clarity of an obstacle to doing that and boy I hope that it, to tell people what their obstacles are is pretty presumptuous and probably wrong and to be able to say hey what is what is the culture what is the obstacle who who have you separated from God and you might peek through the window and they go oh wait 
Jesus is already there. And so yeah. that has to change in us. And so it's a good process. Yeah, thanks. thanks guys.